Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 751, recorded live on February 11th, 2023. And here are your hosts, the man who is going to hate the following noise, Dave Pillay. I'm worried. I mean, I don't hate that noise. Well, it's the man who's got another new pop to try out, Andy Lowe. Hi. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is a really, like, satisfying sound. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, no. just in general, it's a really satisfying sound. When, when you get that, that pop. Yeah. A lot more satisfying than opening up a, a plastic bottle here. Right. Especially. Like, the, the spinning the top, you get, like, a crack, 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 kiss. Yeah. Looks. <laughs> this is my one from, uh, from dinner, and I opened it up. And not only was there no hiss, but the safety seal didn't even crack. Oh, it just came off? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, hmm, well, that was something. I was like, do do I trust him? I mean, probably. It was part of a six-pack, and, you know, all the other ones were fine in the six-pack, so. Like, look, if someone's going to screw with pop from a store, they're not going to, like, do it with the the bottle cap. They're going to jam a needle in it or something and squirt some more stuff in there. Yeah. I wonder, does that work if it's pressurized? I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, for one, have not thought about how to mess with pop bottles. Granted, you I know, mean, I, I haven't thought about it previously, but now that we're talking about it. Well, most of the time, you know, sometimes the sports places will let you bring in sealed water bottles. And they sell the the seals. Yeah. So you could just empty your water bottle, fill it up with some sort of clear liquor of some kind, and then just screw the top back on. Yep. Now most of the places won't even let you bring in, you know. Bottled water. Yep. Because people would bring in not water. Ah. <sighs> But yeah, so this one is the Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. Oh, you got to you got a hold of it. Yes, I did get a hold of it. How is it? It's good. It's, yeah? You remember how we had I had the Dr. Pepper and Cream Soda one where I talked about it's like Dr. Pepper, but it's like cut a little bit. So yeah. you don't have that, you know, that Dr. Pepper aftertaste. I mean, some of us kind of enjoy that. This one has got Dr. Pepper on the front end, but the back end is like those um is strawberries and cream? Yeah, like mem- remember those strawberries and cream like lifesavers? Vaguely, but not their taste. I think it was lifesavers, right? Let's see, strawberry and cream hard candy. Who did it? Cream savers. That's what it was called. Called cream savers, if I remember correctly. So it it tastes like a cream saver at the end. So it's it's like Dr Pepper but you shove a cream saver in your mouth. Yeah, so but it's so it's not as it's not harsh on the back end. So it's it's it, I like it. It's good. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, so I <laughs> So I'm like I'm like the go-to guy now with work. It's I've got like there's like four of us. And so, you know, I if I find something, I'll just get the twelve pack and I'll bring it in, and I'll just start <laughs> handing the twelve pack out to you know. <laughs> Andy's the guy. People, you know, I just I just knock on somebody's door and I just hold up a can, and somebody's like, "Really, another one?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "Yeah." I mean, at that point, you just say like, "Look, if you don't want it, that's fine. I'll keep it. I don't I don't have to do this for you." Yeah, 
but it's like, you know, the easiest I can get most of these things is in a 12 pack. And if I like it, I'm going to keep the 12 pack for myself, most of it. But if I don't like it, I'll just <laughs> pass it out to everybody. And then I'll just stick it in the that little part of the office where it's like, you know, the free food section. <laughs> Just put it on the counter. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have those sections every so often people put food out. The great one is when there's like some team has this like giant team building activity for like 40 people. And of course they order too much food. And so then they send an email to be like second floor of this building. There's a bunch of food in the break room. Yep. Yeah. We have, um, we have some of our clients who buy commercials. Well, best was, uh, Kazupi's pizza and subs. Because he would always bring in whatever, you know, like the special pizza was of the week mm-hmm. that he was advertising. So he would bring in the pizza, be like, all right, this is the pizza we're going to try out this week. And so we would all try the pizza and tell, you know, tell him what we think about it. Like, is it sweet? Is it smoky? Is it spicy? And we'd like help him write the commercial there as we're eating the free pizza. Nice. Sometimes we'd try the pizza and be like, um, you sure you want this to be your, your specialty of the week? Ouch. Because he, you know, he tries things, but, you know, he's just got him and his, you know, staff in the one pizza place. Yeah, you'd think the staff would have a, a good taste, though. Uh, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very small sample size, so. I suppose. We're, you know, broadening his horizons. Yeah, but also broadening yours, right? Yep. Like, yeah, you guys are not some... the end-all, be-all of pizza critics. No, nope, no, but we're, you know, we have a, we have a nice variety. So, anyway... <laughs> Hi, Andy. Hello. How did your your bird thing go this week? Bird thing? Didn't you have a bird on one of your transmitters? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was up in Holland. (laughs) That was so... They're just like, we're getting weird readings from here. And I'm like, well, shoot. I I can't, you know, diagnose weird readings remotely because I'll just look at it and be like, yeah, I'm getting some weird readings. (laughs) Yeah. Those those sure are weird readings, guys. Yep. Same weird readings down here. So I got to go up there and see what's going on. So I drive up there. I had to had to fix some stuff for the Super Bowl anyway, because they carry the Super Bowl on the radio station up there. Um, Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Tomorrow. That's tomorrow. But yeah, I drive up there and I'm like, yeah, we're getting some we're getting a lot of weird readings. Like something's going on with the antenna because we're not, you know, things are things aren't looking right. And so I'm going out there just, you know, following the the coax, seeing if there's any problems on the coax. And I'm looking, you know, following the coax up the tower and I get up to the very top and I look and there's a bird sitting right on the antenna. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, oh, well, there's Those the problem. Those weird readings. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just what, sitting, what? sitting on the antenna. So, of course, he's, you know, detuning the antenna because he's, he's, you know, modifying the capacitance because he's a bird. because he's touching the antenna yes he's literally touching the antenna so it's of course things are going to be out of whack and of course you know he's like 200 some feet up in the air so it's just like i can i can try and do something so you know i'm like i can't touch the the tower because that's an am tower so the whole tower itself is electrified right so I'm like, I can't, I can't do anything to the tower, you know, and the bird's fricking 200 feet up. I can't throw anything that far. <laughs> I'm like, I yelled at the bird, but that's I'm like, hey, bird, shoot. Didn't move. I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do. I just got to wait for him to leave. So that's what I can't, I went back inside. And I'm like, look, I'll, I'll, 
I'll be eventually back he'll just yeah. go. I'm like, I got to be back next week for doing testing for the Tigers because spring training comes up in like two weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got to be back for the Tigers. So I'll just, you know, I'll come back next week and make sure the bird didn't do any permanent damage. Because, of course, I could just see the bird, you know, the weight of the bird messing something up up there. <laughs> So then we'd probably have to send a tower crew up to fix it, which th- that stupid bird would probably cost us three grand. <laughs> oh, watch. The bird will be like some endangered species, protected species, and it's going to nest up there. And then you can't remove it because it's protected. That'll be re- it, it was some sort of falcon of some kind. Yeah. So I'm not sure what protected falcons there are in Michigan. Uh, are peregrine falcons protected? Oh. I doubt it was a peregrine. They they tend not to nest out in the open like that. Well, I'm sitting there going like, he's probably got it, you know, it's an antenna, so it's it's got, you know, energy going through it, so it's probably nice and toasty on this cold day, and of course, yep. you know, it's a I was nice, going to say, like, it's probably warm. Yeah, it's probably nice and warm, and he's got a, it's an AM field, so there's a big open field for him to look down on. It's probably like, this is the best tree ever. <laughs> Other than this weird humming and the fact that I can't tell which way north is right now, I'm pretty sure north is this tower. Like, every time I move away from it, this is north. Uh, it's, it's only a one kilowatt AM. And a, that the FM that I was sitting on was only, let's see, transmitter power output was 495 plus line loss of that length. I think it's only 250 out at the top of the antenna. So it's it's not even like a full, it's not even like a, a 500 watt light bulb sort of thing. I mean, 500 watts is a big light bulb. Yeah, but, but yes, I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, it's like my microwave can put out more power <laughs> than that antenna. Than that antenna. So yeah, so that'll be my part of my thing next week. So I have to go back up there and be like, okay, what did that bird do? <laughs> How much did this bird cost? Yep. Do we have bird insurance? That ooh, that's an excellent question. I know we have insurance because, uh, of course, you know we had to do the insurance stuff with. I mean, you better have insurance. Well, yeah, I know. Yes, we have insurance, but if, you know, if that tower goes down, like yes. that's. That's a no no. That's that's a that's a that's a two million dollar project right there. Right. So yes, you're going to have insurance on that. Yeah. Now, can you claim an insurance case on the bird? I I I don't know. I will be thoroughly amused if you can. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that big was big week. The, yep. Big week. Metroid Prime Remastered was announced and released. Oh, was that part of the uh, Nintendo Direct? That was part of the big Nintendo Direct this month, week, month, whatever, last couple days ago. They they took Metroid Prime and gave it a fresh coat of paint and threw it on the Switch. You never played Prime, did you? Never played any of the Metroid games. I was about to follow up with you never played any Metroid games, did you? No, no Metroid, you guys no Castlevania. You got you had to have a Nintendo, right? Yes. NES though. Yes, we had the You NES. didn't have a Super Nintendo. I have a Super Nintendo. You had a Super Nintendo. Yes. And you never played a Metroid game? No, because I never bought games for the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo. Both of those were Jamie and Eric's. Yeah, and I then, know they were Jamie and Eric's, but like they never bought Metroid? No. Crazy. It's a game that like defined a genre. 
Yeah, I I know, and people still talk about it. So yeah, <clears throat> okay. Well, so you you have no no interest in Metroid Prime remastered then? No, it's like I said, it's that part of that whole genre that's just not in my retro. You know, it, I don't have any rose colored glasses for Metroid. Okay. Ah, I know. Sorry, it's too bad. But they also announced the uh, Breath of the Wild sequel release date, mm-hmm. and the price point of and the price point seventy dollars. Yeah, Andy, do you remember how much a new video game was when we were kids? God, I don't remember. Go ahead, be a be a good internet sleuth. Okay, at launch. Oh wow. Really? 60? Find your answer. Okay, so the NES console sold for $180 in the United States when it was originally released. The prices for the games mm-hmm. ranged from $10 to $60. On average, though, it would be $40. Mm-hmm. So, and most of the, the good first-party games were between $40 and $60. Yes. In 1985. Teen. Yes, so inflation would probably go go ahead there's there's calculators out there how much is forty dollars from 1985 in 2023 if i remember correctly it's you gotta multiply by three it's for a ballpark if i remember correctly when i was last time i was doing doing Let's do the forty dollars, nineteen eighty-five. This year, hundred and ten dollars. Oh, I was so close. I mean, multiply by three is a ballpark. Yeah, because the average inflation so, rate, you just assume three ish, two percent a year, right? Well, I always thought it was two and a half to two and three quarters a year. Okay, I mean the goal of the Fed is like two percent. Yeah, but they never make that. No. Uh, but my my point is. $70 is a lot less than 110 Yeah, I've seen games going for 80 and $90. And when you start getting into the, like, collector's editions, that's even more. Yep. And then there's DLC and the season passes. Who's the genius who came up with the season pass idea? Yeah, because it's like, oh, we'll, we'll put out these things here, and you just pay up front for the whole thing. And it's just like, but I don't know how much I'm going to be getting. Getting, but yep, I have to pay it because that's the only way to get it. No, you can buy it individually, but then you pay more. Yeah. <clears throat> well, at least I never paid anything for mercenaries. Hearthstone. Yep. Just your time. Yep. But it was fine, especially since mercenaries could get me XP on the new rewards track. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, uh, Blizzard announced after patch twenty five point four because they're currently on twenty five point two right now, and twenty five point three I do believe is coming out in next week or the week after. But after twenty five point four, mercenaries will enter maintenance its mode oh no so sad yeah first first launched in october of 2021 so a year and a half it lasted a year and a half 
And maintenance mode, I mean, so there's no new content for it. Nope, nope. They're gonna. It'll still be there. Yes. You can still play it. Yes, they they are putting in a new, basically, end game mode called Mythic Boss Rush. Yep. They're not taking anything away. Nope. But yeah, at the, you know, they're like, hey, you guys were wondering about, you know, because it was always... um, the you know the main update for a new expansion and then point two was battlegrounds um point three was the mini set and then point four was always the um mercenaries update so people are like okay we got point two you know we're waiting for point three and then hopefully they're going to announce what they're going to do for point four and then this comes out and they're like hey point four is going to be the last point four and they're just like oh Said They said in the notes that after this update, we'll be focusing on making the Hearthstone and Battlegrounds modes the best that they can be. So yeah, Blizzard Blizzard heard Battlegrounds, and then after I've, a lot of people think that they kind of pushed out Mercenaries too fast because mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff that they had talked about in Mercenaries that never was there in you know on the announcements, but never actually showed up into the game until much later. And it just it's it's not the money maker that Battlegrounds is. So the real big question though is, are they still going to have the button on the front page, or do you have to go through some obscure menu arcana to get there? Yes, like you have to do now for Arena and Duels and Tavern Brawl and Solo Matches. I think those are the four, right? I don't know. Don't look at me. It's been months, if not a year, since I've been in Hearthstone. Yeah, you have the you have the main option on one. You have Battlegrounds on two, Mercenaries on three, More is on four, and then you have Left to Right. I think you have Arena Solo, or no, Arena Duels Solo, and then Tavern Brawl, I think. I literally was looking at this menu earlier today, and I've already forgotten. Just must not, uh, doesn't, doesn't stick with you, huh? No. It's just not that important to menu? No, so. One that you've clicked through every day for the last year and a half? Not every day, because I don't, I don't do Arena that much right anymore, um, and then I only do the Tavern Brawl when it shows up, so that's normally like once on a Wednesday, so it's, it's probably once or twice a week. Okay, but it's gone. Yep. Just wasn't making the money that they wanted. Yeah, yeah so it's it's gone the way of Heroes of the Storm. Is Heroes of the Storm on maintenance mode? Yes. Okay. Heroes has gone on maintenance mode, so that one... I did not realize that. Yep. That was a good game. I know. I loved playing that game. We should play it. <laughs> I'll have to get it installed on my laptop and then figure out when I can... Well, I, I have to play it on my work laptop. It doesn't run on this guy here. Mm, too old? Yes. Wait, but Heroes of the Storm is like a six-year-old game. I know, and this laptop is older than six years. Ooh, okay. Um, what else do we want to talk about, Andy? Well, other big news. Um, I was actually driving when this happened, but um, on Friday, speaking of driving up to Holland on Friday, um, there was a, uh, a notice that was put out on Thursday that uh, basically SpaceX was going to set up for the static fire of the Starship booster with all 33 engines. Damn. And the fun bit was the fact that the um, road closures was from 8 a.m. until 8 p.m. So the guys on NASA spaceflight had no idea what time. <laughs> so, 
sometime during the day. Yes. And what was really funny was, according to them, the uh, the pad had gotten cleared early. You know, the road had closed early. The beach was cleared early. Everything was like, you know, cleared and set. So like when eight o'clock hit, everything was set and ready to go. So they're like, they got on to the web stream. Like, good morning. We have no idea how long we're going to be here. Yep. We're like marathon time and we have no idea how long this is going to last <laughs> could be an hour could be 12 hours we don't know we're just going to go scrub for it. at 7 30 this evening we yep. don't know so i i had them i had that was listening to them while i was driving and just then the, like inane patter yes it was it was good background sure noise uh and it took until 3 30 uh three <laughs> three fifteen was when the at three three fifteen south texas time okay so yeah i think it was like four yeah four something on our time <clears throat> ignited the 33 engines well not all 33 one engine they shut down before ignition and then one of the other engines shut itself off <clears throat> during the test so 31 engines <clears throat> Uh, yeah, but two of them didn't work. Now, I I would love, I would love to know if those two were intentional. Well, no, no, no. 30, 31 did fire. Right. One SpaceX shut off prior to ignition, and the other right. one stopped itself. But why? Oh, why did the one stop itself? Yeah. I don't know. I, I Well, that's what I'm saying. I'd love yeah. for that to be intentional, that, like, they introduced a flaw to make sure that, like, some other part of it would catch that and shut down. Oh, well, that'd be an interesting test. Like, you should not just test your successes, right? You should test your failures. Mm -hmm. If you have systems in place to catch that, if it's going to explode, it turns off. You have to test that. Well, it could be also like the N1 rocket, which was um, the Soviet Union's test of a 30-engine rocket, um, uh, which uh, it didn't really work. But when they were testing it, the, the <clears throat> engines would actually basically shut off in pairs. So if one engine failed, the one on the opposite side of it would actually shut itself off to try so and keep balance. would keep balance. That's yeah. fantastic. So maybe like the one didn't and that, you know, maybe the other engine did, you know, shut itself off to counterbalance the one that they had shut off beforehand. Uh, Who knows? Andy, do I do I need to remind you that all of these engines are on independent gimbals and constantly readjust themselves? I thought only the middle three were on gimbal. I thought it's all of them. Oh, geez. If it's all of them. Holy guacamole. That's a lot of processing. Yeah, like, that's a lot. A very fast processing to make sure that it, it like does what it's supposed to. But damn, 31 engines is just insane. Yeah, no, hearing that in my car stereo was just like, it, there was yeah. nothing. And then all of a sudden it was just like. Oh, I mean, the, the sound must have just been incredible. Which I think, if you if you want to, let me see if I can find. I do believe NASA spaceflight did a just like a, a quick bit of just the actual firing. A lot of people saying the plume looks like fried chicken. <laughs> All right, I will share this with Dave, and I will post it on the topic list for everybody else. I mean, those poor microphones cannot handle that. No, most most microphones cannot handle loud noises. Let alone 31 rockets. 
But according to well, Elon who Musk, to SpaceX. Yes, they say even with 31 engines, it had enough thrust to reach orbit, which I hope so. It had seven million pounds of thrust, if I remember correctly. So that's a really short burn. Yeah, but then I guess it would have to be because if they left it on much longer, like it's trying to lift off. <laughs> it's also well, that's that was part of the things I found out is they actually fully loaded it with oxygen mm-hmm. just to keep the weight on the thing. <laughs> because <laughs> they needed it to weigh more otherwise it would just tear itself apart pretty much yes they wanted it to weigh as much as possible so they filled it completely full up with liquid oxygen and they only put just a little bit of methane in in the other tank to actually let them you know burn Jeez. yeah so the 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 thrust output of these engines is nearly double of the sls so, so when, when they this- stack stage two on it and do a full test of both well, that's, they're not sure if they're going to do a full stack or not. They might just put it on there and then go for the orbital launch. But this might be the, you know, this might be the last approval that the FAA needs to give them the, the go for launch. So we shall see. But yes, no, that it, it burned and it burned good. Yeah. I'm watching it burn again and again. Yep. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of really pissed off birds. Yeah. One of the guys down there at Boca Chica, who's like, he's like five miles away from the the launch pad. He's like, my fish are freaking out right now because the the whole like the whole house was just shaking from the vibrations of it. And he's like, the fish have no idea what's going on. (laughs) No. All right. Let's see that orbital launch. Mm -hmm. Both stages. Possibly March, April or May. We just we got to wait for FAA clearance. So, yeah. Do a good job, FAA. Mm -hmm. Make sure it's safe. Make sure Musk is not going to take over the world or drive SpaceX into the ground. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you want to keep on the space news or do you want to switch over to Google? Let's talk more space. All right. Well, in shocking news, um, for the second time in two months, there is a Russian spacecraft docked with the International Space Station that has sprung a leak. Oops. Um, that's not good. <laughs> no. Because usually when, when spacecraft dock with the ISS, don't the astronauts on the ISS use that as just like extra space? Yes. And part of the emergency vehicles, which um, we had... I I'm not sure if we had talked about that or not, but uh, SpaceX basically figured out how to fit as many people into a Crew Dragon capsule as possible in case of emergency. Yeah. So there, if I remember correctly, they can now fit five people, I think, in the in the Crew Dragon capsule. I think it involves like strapping one of them to the floor. Yes, you ha- one of them has to strap get strapped to the floor where you normally put the cargo. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So, the, you know, he can survive. It won't be pleasant because he literally will be living cargo. Yep. But he but will, he will be able to... Better than the alternative. Yeah, yes, he will be able to, <laughs> to ride home yep. in a dragon capsule. You know what's crazy? The ISS many- is done in seven more years. Yep. Like, holy crap! <laughs> Mm-hmm. I remember it going up. I remember it being a big deal of like, yep, we're starting delivery on cargo that's going to become the ISS. And yep, it's this giant like international like joint mission where we're all sending shit up to the, the orbit and we're assembling it up there. Yep. And like, oh, man, that thing's going to be up there forever. No, it's got seven more years to go. Yep. 
And what's the plan? In... Crash it into the ocean. Well, I'm just like, what's its replacement? Oh, wait. Oh. We tried. <laughs> yeah, we, we've gone down this path before the, with the space the Chinese. Shuttle. Well, China China took their own and just, you know, said, okay, this is going to be ours. <clears throat> right. That That's the replacement of the ISS is the Chinese. Like, they, they have a station. Yep. And that's going to be it. There's no plan to replace the ISS. No. The uh, United States are just basically looking back to the moon again. So. What's old is new again. Yep. <laughs> Back to the moon again. Wait a minute. What's this again part? We went to the moon, did we? Are you sure? Yes, damn it. Don't make us get Buzz Aldrin to go clock you one. I, I want to know, like, the people who think that we faked the moon landing, What are they? do they think that we're faking the ISS? Or is the ISS real? Like we've never been to the moon, but yeah, we've been to space. Well, yes, because we're that's low that's low orbit stuff. You know, that's not actually like flying all the way out to the moon because we had to show those Russians who was boss. Right, but like, do they they don't believe we put someone on the moon? Do they believe we've been to the moon at all? And if so, or rather, if not, what about the the um, Artemis mission like a month and a half ago? Or is know. that also faked? Well, they probably would say like, okay, we have the technology now to do it, but we didn't have the technology in the 60s. In the 60s. But we did. Yep. <laughs> like the technology to get to the moon, surprisingly not that complicated in the grand scheme of things. <clears throat> Well, the the well, especially the way that we did it is just <laughs> it was a very people straight in a tin can, yeah, and a whole lot of propellant, and a bunch of rocket fuel. Now I was, of course, you know, I was watching other things about the Orion space capsule and how the capsule is bigger than the old command module, but the, mm-hmm. the rest of the um the rest of it that the trunk, quote unquote, is smaller. Yeah. So they have less room for propellant, so they have to take a different flight path to the moon. Really? Yes. I wasn't aware there were different flight paths to the moon. Well, there, there. Um, that's why the um, the Artemis mission took twenty eight days to get to the moon and back. Because it, if I remember correctly, it took twelve days to get there with Artemis, which you know the the Apollo program got there in three because they had a boatload of propellant. Right. Well, because we didn't want to try and keep astronauts alive for a month. Yep. Like yeah, now it, Apollo versus Artemis. Now I'm really curious. Like, what's the, you leave Earth, you go towards the moon, you come back to Earth. What is the different flight path? Or was it the, basically the same path, quote unquote, just Apollo was moving faster? I mean, that does change a lot of stuff when you're dealing with orbital mechanics. Velocity becomes very important. Yeah, it was all Delta V. Okay. The space launch system plus the Orion capsule does not have the Delta V needed to land a vehicle on the moon and return it to Earth. <clears throat> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's orbital mechanics. This is Kerbal Space Program sort of stuff. Yeah. Which I've I guess Kerbal... The Expanse. See, talking about Delta V and talking about orbital mechanics, I've been watching The Expanse, and I... 
my my concern with the show is about like time and distance and like jupiter is really far away from earth yes yes it is but apparently if you accelerate at 1g and just keep accelerating at 1g so you know what you are doing right now Mm -hmm. right yeah if you did that and shot towards jupiter and you got halfway and then turned around and then decelerated at 1g how long do you think it would take i have no idea ballpark um three months 10 hours what no when no what I, some ridiculous I was I'm with you right I'm like it's still gonna be like weeks no it's actually like turns out if you accelerate at 1g for a long time like six hours you're going really fast hmm. right like 9.8 meters per second times 60 seconds times 60 minutes times five hours means you are traveling at 176 thousand meters per second okay so 176 kilometers per second now that's the speed you reach at that five hour point that is not the speed you've been going for all five hours no yeah but like but one one g is apparently a lot of acceleration in space so if i'm going at 176 kilometers per second uh distance to jupiter in kilometers thank you google uh, it's 520 million miles is 836 million kilometers. So 836 million kilometers divided by 176 kilometers per second takes 4 million, 4.75 million seconds. Divide by 60, divide by 60, uh, divide by 24. Okay, 10 hours is obviously incorrect. I think you and I are right, Andy. If you're traveling at that speed, it takes 55 days. Now, granted, again, in those 55 days, you're going to continue to accelerate at 1G, so it does cut the time down a lot. But if you left Earth and you were just accelerating at 1G for five hours, it would take you 55 days. Now, it depends where Jupiter is compared to Earth. Are they on the same side? Are they on opposite sides? Do you have to go around the Earth to get there? Do you, I guess... At that point, you just wait. It's probably faster and more energy efficient to just wait the 12 hours until you're pointed to Jupiter. Oh, man. Rocket science. Yeah. Is there an orbital orbital insertion calculator? (laughs) You know, Kerbal Space Programs 2 comes out, I do believe, next week. Calculate the resonant orbit needed for a carrier craft to inject craft it carries like satellites into equidistant positions of a shared circular orbit. That's not what I'm looking for. These are all Kerbal Space Program websites. All of them. (laughs) I'm looking for like transfer calculators, orbital calculators. They are all Kerbal Space Program. Performing a transfer from an orbit of one body directly to an orbit of another seems like serious business. Few guides published on the forums have a lot of maths. You may think this is too complicated. Well, it is rocket science, but it's not complicated. What if I can demonstrate that to perform such a transfer, all you need to calculate are two angles and your escape velocity? Okay, but like, I don't want to know it for Kerbin. I want to know it for me. (laughs) For real life. I want to know it for like Earth, 
and Mars, Venus, Earth, Mercury, Earth, Venus, Mars. This is probably Jupiter then. You need to know the planetary phase angle oh, and the ejection angle. Oh my god. <laughs> Warning. Orbital inclinations differ between your origin and destination. Adjust the inclination mid-transfer as needed by performing a burn in the normal or anti-normal directions to place your target intercept onto the destination body's orbit. F. <laughs> well, to to bring us back to Earth. Yeah, sorry. That's NASA. A, that's a rabbit hole. Well, speaking of animals, NASA is <clears throat> awarding grants to, let's see, the University of Alaska Fairbanks for studying Arctic squirrels. What? NASA, NASA is giving a grant to the Why University does- for Arctic squirrels. Right. Why does NASA care about Arctic squirrels? Well, Arctic squirrels hibernate. Yes. So they want to know if they could have astronauts hibernate. <sighs> that, that's right. Yes. They want NASA astronauts to be like I heard, squirrels. No, I heard. I'm, I'm resting my head in my hands on the desk. I mean, I guess it's it's worth investigating. And that's what a grant is for. Yep. Right? It's worth investigating, but, like, there's some other things we need to worry about in the meantime before we get to the point where hibernating the astronauts is the right idea. Like, really? Yes. Well, the Arctic squirrels hibernate for eight to nine months out of the year Uh while slowing their metabolism, metabolism so much that their body temperature can drop below freezing without suffering the usual side effects like freezing. So yes, there is okay. So yeah, so they're they're working with squirrels. Yeah. So I just I had to throw that one in there. So what do they expect to find? Like there's a chemical that the squirrel creates that we can just use? I I don't know. Like the human body is not a squirrel. It's not a squirrel. Is a lot more complicated than a squirrel. Due respect to squirrels, the, the, the brain is really different. Like, really different. Yep. Okay, I'm not volunteering. Nope. <laughs> Speaking of brains and wrong numbers from calculations because of reliance on artificial intelligence, we have some AI news. Yes. So, Google, earlier this week, came out with the new Bing which has the Wait, Google Google or sorry Microsoft new, okay I'm like, Microsoft sorry Microsoft on Tuesday I remember okay. it was Tuesday came out with the new Bing the new Bing yes which you can sign up for um you 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 have to wait for your turn you can jump ahead of the line um if you're willing to install the Bing app on your phone and change your desktop's Ugh. defaults to Microsoft apps Ugh. yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. 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 So this new Bing is Chat GPT and Bing put together. But like half of the the point of Chat GPT is that it's a conversation. Am I having a conversation with Bing? <clears throat> I I don't know. Maybe because you haven't skipped the line by installing no, I have, Microsoft I have. apps on your phone and setting Bing as your default. Yep. Nope. Not going to do that. So that was on Tuesday. And remember okay. last week we had talked about Google was going to do their <laughs> presentation from Paris on Wednesday. Yep. Well, on Monday, 
Google announced Bard. So this wasn't actually on Wednesday. This was on Monday to try and get ahead of new Bing on Tuesday. Okay. Bard is their version of... Chat GPT. Yes. And how their, you know, that that was their language, um, language bot, I guess. Model. Language model. Yeah. Yeah, so that was announced on Monday. Then Google did their thing on, or Microsoft did their thing on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, the actual presentation in Paris happened. And, <laughs> and it cost Google $100 billion. Yes, their stock. <laughs> now, to be fair, it didn't cost Google $100 billion. Their company lost $100 billion in value in the stock market. Yes. Their their stock dropped as much as 9%. So it costs someone money. In fact, yes. it costs a lot of someone's money, but only if they bought right before it and sold right after it. Yes. All right. So why did Google's stock drop by 10%? Well, I watched this presentation on Wednesday because um, Megan was uh, homesick from daycare. That was also a fun bit in the early part of the week. Um, but Megan was at homesick and she wasn't able to go into daycare until 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. So we dropped Isaac off at school at 8.30. So I was able to come back home and Megan was busy eating some breakfast. So I was watching the presentation on the TV and it was sad. Somebody, you know, the main, you know, AI person came in and did his presentation and they brought one of the engineers up to talk about her live demo of integration of Bard into Google search. And she's like, all right, it's time for the live demo. Let me grab my phone. And then there's silence and she's looking around oh. and she's like, Does any, do, do we have the phone? Do we do have we, the phone? Do we have the phone? Do we have the, do we oh, we don't have the phone? All right. Well, we're just going to skip that and we'll do it at the Q&A. We'll have a special Q&A afterwards. We'll just skip that. All right. And let me Ouch. let me go on. Ouch. And I'm just like watching that going, oh, my gosh, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to be Google and you're trying to be the big and the important and you can't <clears throat> find your phone, which my favorite my favorite Twitter response to that was you, you, you didn't put an air tag on it. Oof. Or the find my phone that Android has. Yep. The AirTag thing is a low blow. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. So that is that is amusing. That's not 10% of your stock price. No. Amusing. Well, it turns out during the, the promos for this uh -huh. new thing, uh, Reuters saw that um, the promotional video, its new chatbot shared inaccurate information in the video. <laughs> in the video. In, in the promo. In the promo. In the scripted, rehearsed promo. The chatbot. The bot gave a wrong answer. Yes. That is a 10% mistake. Oh my god, someone someone got fired, right? Like I I hope so. I although I should say a lot of people at Google have been getting fired lately. I hope that this person like <coughs> is offered a chance to make things right before they are let go. But damn, what a mistake. Yep.
to not fact check your own bot before you put it in a commercial. Like, oh my God. So the error was that, what was the commercial was like, tell me about the James Webb telescope so that I can like entertain my kid with this information. And the bot made a comment that like James Webb was the first the um, telescope. First, to yeah, first telescope to take pictures of exoplanets. An exoplanet, which is not true. Nope. <laughs> And so yes, the also many the people f- caught that. Yeah. Also, the fact was that during the live stream presentation, there was no details on how and when <clears throat> Bard was actually going to be integrated into the search function. Is it so, even available? Like, no, it's I, not. So it is not. I can go and I can right now. I can open Chat GPT. Yes, and I can log in, especially because it's not a peak hour right now. Yes, but I cannot do so for Bard. No, and like I said, you can. There, that Microsoft is opening slowly opening up new Bing to the public. So it's already It's it's at market. Yes. Like it's already at market. Yes. And Bard is <clears throat> not. Also so, Chat GPT Plus is available right now. Yes. So in my head, you know what I'm you know what I'm picturing? Sony. Yes. You you <laughs> knew exactly. <laughs> We've made fun of it like 30 times since it's happened. Yeah, this is totally a scramble to be like, oh, we, we aren't irrelevant. We promise we are not irrelevant. Just dumb, dumb. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. All right, so last thing before I hit the randoms yeah. that I want to talk about is the fact that the UK's uh, Competitions and Markets Authority put out a preliminary report on the Microsoft Activision Blizzard merger, and they basically said it would be bad for consumers. It will result in higher prices, reduced range, lower quality, worse service, and or reduced innovation. But when you talk to the analysts after they read the report, they basically said, yep, this merger is going to go through. Okay, so that's that. Yes, they, they, <clears throat> the, the FTC is already against it. The, the CMA is against it. But they have a feeling that both of them, according to what they've read in the report, say they don't really have much of a legal standing to they're be like, against it. We aren't it. happy with this, but we, we don't have enough to stop it. Which that's why they're thinking they're trying to get out ahead of this as much as possible, basically to put in concessions into the agreement they're like it's basically saying that we we're unhappy with it we can't block it but if if we make enough noise hopefully you guys will be able to basically make it less bad this is in in my head i'm thinking along the lines of when um the FCC in Comcast's merger basically said, okay, you guys have to, for this many years, give low-income households, you know, low or free internet. Then we'll sign off on this merger. So I'm thinking that's what both the UK and the FTC are doing right now. So yes, they, they think nobody's happy with it, but they can't stop it. So that's that's the update on that. Okay. So should we, anything else on there? Yeah, I think that's that's it. All right, so... I believe three. it is your review? Yes. Ha-ha, uh, not me this week. I am reviewing Clue Jr. Can you... This is not a new Clue, right? Like, the Clue Jr. has been out for, like, we were kids. Really? Uh, let's see if we can... Clue Junior. It was it was Junior with like Jr. I think. 
Uh, how to play Clue Jr., Clue Jr. series. 1993 was the first Jr. game. Okay. This is this looks like it's different, though. Yes. This is not the same Clue Jr. This is some repackaged bullshit Clue Jr. All right, but first you'll have to unlock your device. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? I... I don't know where that came from. <laughs> was that my watch or my phone? I don't know. Or that sounded like more like the I don't know. That was the Google one, right? That wasn't that wasn't Alexa. Nope. Why? I, I don't I do, I'm I don't so know. confused. Right. Okay. So yes, no, this is not this is the newest version of it. Well, they so, made it like a lot faster, certainly. Yes. And looking at this board. Well, it's so nobody dies. Of course not. That would be awful for kids. Yes. So the idea is somebody broke a toy. So you have to find out what toy that was. Well, who broke it? What toy did they break? And what time did they break it at? And the one plus that this has over regular Clue is the fact that you can play it with two people. Mm-hmm. Trying to play yes. actual Clue with two people, not that it great. Evolves very quickly. Yes. Because you can identify what the other person has very quickly. Yes. So... This, uh, there, there okay. are there are no cards. All of right. the clue information is on the bottom of the pieces, either the characters themselves or the furniture that's in the <clears throat> some of the rooms. That's not even all the rooms. Just some of the rooms have furniture. There's only six pieces of furniture you have to figure out. Six peep, six characters like normal, and then is it um, is it the normal characters or did they yes. get them like okay? No, it's well, it's the new updated characters. So there's no Mrs. White. There is just. Um, Orchid instead. Orchid. Yes, Dr. Orchid was a new character added. Oh, when when did they add um, when did they add Orchid? <clears throat> the characters. Ah, yes. Originally planned to be in the 2016 edition, Mrs. White was replaced as a suspect by a new character, Dr. Orchid. Tell me it's still a woman. Yes. Okay. Still a woman. And I guess now in the newest version of the game, which just got released this year, the character actually comes back as Chef White. Okay. A younger character with short white hair and a white chef's uniform coat. Not a maid. Nope. Although Mrs. White, was Mrs. White the maid in the original? Yes. Yes. Because that was changed in the movie. Yes. When you first learned Clue, did you understand it was a murder? I don't remember because I probably played Clue... I mean, I had to be like six. Something like that, yeah. Probably right, like, paid it, played it either up at the cottage or our family had game nights once a week for a while. Right. Or probably played it at a birthday party, One of the, something like that. I love that Clue Jr. You and I are talking about, like, we first played Clue when we were like six and seven. And, like, the age on Clue Jr. says eight and up. Well, this one says five plus. Oh, I'm looking at the Amazon listing. Oh. Oh, yeah. Introduce kids ages five and up to the iconic mystery board game. That's the first bullet point. But the fourth bullet point, Clue Jr. game is really fun board game for kids playdates and for rainy day entertainment. It's a game for ages eight and up. Wow. Wow, Hasbro. <laughs> what's what's on the box? Does the box Boxes have one of those? Five. Okay. <laughs> 
Wow. And that's from the Hasbro Gaming Store store on Amazon. Yes. The the actual Hasbro Amazon presence has incorrect information about their own item. Yep. GG, Hasbro. Not your biggest mistake of the year. <laughs> I was going to say. So, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it, you know, we, we played it. Isaac understands it. And, and it's the fact, love the fact that there are no cards. So he gets the basic idea of the game without having to, you know, dig deep into the actual deduction process of it. But it, it gives him the basic idea of it. It's having played it multiple times. It's all about the dice rolls. I mean, most kids games are. Yeah. This one was just all about, oh, if you if you rolled because there's a spot on the cube that if you roll a yellow yellow side of the cube, you get to look under any piece of furniture that you want to get a time. And if you roll the white side of the cube, you get to look under any character yeah. without having to be in a room or whatever. You sound angry at this, Andy. <laughs> well, it, you know, that if, if you just roll, you know, I try to, I try to play, I try to handicap myself. Yeah. To try and, cause you know, there's been times where Isaac, you know, I've tried to get Isaac into a game. Like there's a there's a Lego version of Pictionary, mm-hmm. and I don't think you know if he's not a fan of the game the very first time it's really hard to get him to come back to it. Yes, yeah. So I don't want to I don't want to blow him out of the water right away. So I try and handicap myself, but if I have a random dice roll, it's it's hard to handicap myself against a random dice roll. Uh, you learn how to throw dice. Um, well, that's well. My next one is going to be Risk Junior, which um that one's actually interesting but um yeah no it's it's very simple you can actually play it with two people and yeah. game took maximum 15 20 minutes nice but yeah it, it gives the basic idea of going okay you have to check out all the times and all the rooms and so you must deduce that whatever time is not there is the one that's missing so you know it's <clears throat> it's it's the basics of clue boiled down and like i said you can play with two people yeah so and Part of me was like, man, I wish I actually had these characters for like an actual clue game. Because <laughs> these guys actually look pretty cool rather than just your, you know, your wooden tokens from the old school. Well, clue. I mean, that's that's just changed over time, right? Yeah. Like the expectation for games is much higher. Yes. I'd be curious how Isaac would take to a game like Carcassonne. I don't know. I'm trying to think if we have that one or not. I think we have that. <laughs> we've got we've got a couple of games he rotates through right now, so we'll we'll start with those and move forward. Yeah. But yeah, no, Clue Jr., if you know, if 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 they feel like Clue is too much for them, this is actually pretty good. And it was sixteen bucks. I think I've actually picked it up for like twelve at Meyer. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm having some difficulty with Hasbro as a company. Yes, I know. That's right the now. that's the problem is the fact that, you know, Hasbro <laughs> owns everything. Yeah. Um, owns most of the classic board games. Yeah. So I did did I send you pictures of the archway into mystery at work that it's all clue? No, no, you did not. Okay. I'll have to do that. I pass through it much more frequently because my office got moved to that campus now. Gotcha. Um but there's an archway that is it's the entrance to the building through one of the bridges and the wall and the ceiling and the other wall are all clue boards from the different versions of clue oh nice so all right clue jr can't wait for you to move to actual clue uh and just destroy your child 
Clue is a game I don't play with Andy. No, it's the game that I have on my phone that I play on the hard mode because... Because it's the only thing that gives you, like, makes you feel alive. It's the only one that actually gives me a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So, random review yeah. is done. Yes. Random, random topic. topic. Rolled ahead of time. Ah! The Wilhelm Scream, which... On a completely coincidence here, Kate Just is watching Star Wars. Kate is watching Star Wars, and we are literally, I'd say, minutes away from the Wilhelm scream in Star Wars. There's only one in the original in Episode Four, right? Yes, there is only one. It's when the uh, stormtrooper gets hit when they're shooting the the uh, blasters across the thing before he does the Indiana Jones swing. Yeah, it's not when he gets shot; it's when he falls. Yes, when right. He Falls, yes. Okay. Yes. For those who don't know, the Wilhelm scream is the I, I trope. Mean, I guess trope. I, I guess, guess is the lucky ten thousand people who don't know it who learn about it every day. Uh, yeah. It, it's it's the in joke. Yeah. It's a sound bite that shows up in a lot of movies, movies, TV shows, cartoons. I mean, I've seen it in. Well, the heck, there's a YouTube video that is literally just sixteen minutes of. The, the original Scream from this 1932 movie. Oh, sorry, 1951 movie, Distant Drums. And then ever since 1951, <laughs> it just keeps showing up. Showed up, yeah, Star Wars, American Graffiti, Willow, Indiana Jones movies, Kill yep. Bill, Lord of the Rings, Transformers, Fifth Element, Majestic. It's in a lot of things. Yes, it just keeps showing up. <clears throat> I've heard people just, as soon as they hear it, they just... <clears throat> They're Turn like, off. Oh. Yeah. They're like, I can't believe that's in there. I hate that. And they, mm-hmm. it's just, for me, it's so, just like, okay, that's, you know. I've, I've got a, I've got a different one for you. I will send this to you. This is the modern video game soundtrack equivalent to the Wilhelm scream. Is there an actual sound on this one? Or if, no? you, if you click it and then click play, yes, there's oh, sound. Okay. <clears throat> oh my goodness. Okay. You hear it? Yeah. In everything? Mm-hmm. But it's actually, so the, the kind of difference is the Wilhelm scream is just something that, like, directors will throw in for the hell of it. Sound guys. The, the Mitsuda lick, which is this thing that I just sent Andy, and you, you should absolutely look it up, um, is, is a, like, a nod to a very accomplished person and say, like, yeah, I, I know my chops. I know my video game history and soundtrack, and I've done, like, I've, I've grown in this, this world. Rather than just having the same... Ah! Yep. I would love to have a Wilhelm Scream competition. I think that would be really funny. What's really funny is the fact that it didn't actually appear in the latest... I think it appeared in The Force Awakens. And I know it's appeared in The Mandalorian. Mm Mm-hmm. It Um, wasn't in Last Jedi? No. (laughs) What? There's Harrison Ford screen. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm, I'm literally watching. Just oh, waiting for it. Yep, here we go. There's the pit.
There's me waiting for Andy. Kate is literally turning up the volume. <laughs> talking about it shows up on the TV. Yep. It's it's one of the things that, yeah, it's it's an in-joke, but part of me just is like, okay, can you stop it with the in-joke, please? I I don't mind it. I think it's cute. I, I would like to see a Wilhelm scream competition. I might try and organize that at work or something. Oh, that'd be, yeah. I, I work at a radio station. I could see if we could do that as a contest. <laughs> a call-in contest? Yes. <laughs> Call in with your best Wilhelm scream impersonation. Well, we did a we did a contest just recently that was like your best one-liners, mm-hmm. which some people still didn't get the, the the fact that we were supposed to call in with a one-liner, and they were like, "I'd like to call in and enter the contest." Thanks. And we're like, "That's <laughs> like what? That's your one line? That's your that's your one-liner?" Yeah. No, sorry. But yeah, no, the the Wilhelm scream just keeps coming. It's going to. It's going to keep showing up. You're never, ever, ever going to get rid of it. So, you know what? Learn to love it. Well, on that uh, bit of advice, that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at... RA Podcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.